WBEZ Features is supported by Adler University, educating students to advance socially responsible practice, healthy communities, and a more just society. With degrees in psychology, counseling, public policy, and leadership. Adler.edu. More than 100 people have been shot in Chicago in the midst of the ongoing unrest. The bloodshed has anti-violence workers scrambling to prevent retaliation, while at the same time helping their communities recover from the recent destruction. WBEZ's Patrick Smith has more from Chicago's West Side. Ahmed Khalid normally spends his time intervening in violent conflicts, trying to prevent shootings in the West Garfield Park neighborhood. But this afternoon, he was outside of the Institute for Nonviolence, where he works, helping to hand out gallon Ziploc bags filled with toothpaste, soap, and toilet paper. Well, actually, right now, we're just trying to replenish the community a little bit because we know things have been ravaged, the pilfered through. Uh, some people don't have basic needs, toiletries, right? So we just felt the need to, to, to share what it is we have. All around the office are signs of the recent chaos. Smashed up windows, burned out buildings, stores ransacked. I talked with an older lady yesterday. She said she's never seen anything like this. And she was here in 68. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you go. Okay. You're welcome. This yeah. And we, no, it's, that's what's in your bag. Oh, okay. You yeah. Last night, despite the looting, Khalid was out doing his regular work, responding to shootings and trying to mediate conflicts. Chris Patterson, who is a senior director for the Institute for Nonviolence, says their team of outreach workers have handled 15-plus shootings in this area in just the past 48 hours. We've been really just swamped with uh, the amount of shootings that are happening um, as a result of, like, opportunities that are presented now with, you know, looting. We're all feeling a little overwhelmed. When there's a shooting, workers like Khalid and Patterson go out to try and help the victims and their families. They try and persuade them against going back at the shooters, and they try and figure out who did the shooting so they can get with them to prevent more bloodshed. We always know the victim side. We don't always know who the shooter side is, particularly now because so many people are crossing barriers and just driving around. Everyone has masks on. It's really hard to identify. So it's hard to mediate a conflict when we don't know the other part. One of the shootings happened Sunday night, less than a block from the office. They were looting, um, and another group of people came over to rob them for what they looted. Uh, They exchanged gunfire between themselves and the people that were in the car who were now stranded because their car was shot up. uh, We brought them into the office uh, because it was a safe space for them. We didn't want them kind of just lingering on Madison Avenue. Patterson says the guy who got shot was only grazed and he didn't want medical attention. So the guys called their family members to come pick them up and waited inside the Institute's office. Patterson says it took about an hour for the rides to get there. And during that time, he says he was able to convince them not to try and seek retaliation. Because they didn't know who did the shooting either or the robbery. It was just something I guess they had to accept on the chin. Um, We talked them down to that part, like, you know, not, not assuming who they thought it could have been. They were masked. Like, even though they didn't know who did the shooting or the attempted robbery, when people get angry like that, they just really exercise that anger on anyone, and particularly those who they already have beef with. Tonight, Patterson, Khalid, and about 20 other outreach workers will be back out on the streets trying for similar success stories. They gathered this afternoon to talk out their game plan. In their office, there's a whiteboard with about 20 intersections listed. These are the violence hotspots. Sam Castro is one of the workers who plans to be out at some of those intersections tonight. For us, there is no white flag. 
we we don't we can't surrender we we're one of the little small pieces of hope for the guys in the community and the people castro says they're analyzing the shootings from the past couple nights to make a plan for tonight patrick smith wbez news